This week on The Colin and Samir Show, we have a very special guest. We interviewed Mr. Beast's mom. This interview is a part of our breakdown episode we made about our trip to visit Jimmy in North Carolina. Now, that breakdown episode isn't out yet, but it will be coming out this week on the channel, so stay tuned. We met Jimmy's mom on that trip, and we got to visit her in Jimmy's accounting office, which she runs. Not only is she an integral part of the Mr. Beast brand and company, but she's also had a front row seat watching her son, Jimmy Donaldson, become Mr. Beast. We spoke with her about Jimmy's early days on YouTube, her reaction to him dropping out of college to pursue YouTube, as well as the explosive growth of the Mr. Beast brand. Now, before we get into this episode, I did want to ask all of you who are listening, if you are subscribed to our newsletter, The Publish Press. If you are subscribed and you're enjoying it, it would be awesome if you could share it with someone who you think also might enjoy it. If you aren't subscribed, head over to thepublishpress.com and subscribe. We send out two emails a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. They both talk about the top three stories from the creator economy. So if you like this podcast, you'll definitely like The Publish Press. All right, here is our interview with Mr. Beast's mom. You know, when we speak to Jimmy, he always talks about age 13 when he fell in love with YouTube. But what I would love to know is, you know, what was he like before YouTube as a kid? You know, to me, he was a normal kid. Um, he, he, he loved baseball. Absolutely loved Little League, loved playing baseball, loved Summer League. Um, he had his height really early on. So he loved playing basketball. So he was always out and about, you know, doing one of those two things in a, in conjunction with school. And um, the baseball kept him busy all during the summer. Was he competitive with everything that he did? He is laser focused, determined, laser focused, determined with everything that he does. Like, like don't play Monopoly with him. Right. You know, because like it was you, you couldn't like just throw the game like you had to pay down to the last dollar on the table. Um, no, he was he was relentlessly determined and laser focused at whatever it was, the phase that he was going through. Do you remember when he first started out on YouTube and when he told you that he wanted to be a YouTuber? No, he never told me he wanted to be a YouTuber. So in the high school yearbook, there was this section that says, what are things that people don't know about you? And then there was this little blurb that said, uh, you know, Jimmy Donaldson, things people don't know about me is I have a YouTube channel. And I read it in the yearbook and I'm like, what? Jimmy has a YouTube channel? What is a YouTube channel? What are we talking about? What's going on? And so it was actually a couple months later, we happened to be in the car on a long car ride. And I was just like, hey, like, you know, I noticed you wrote you have a YouTube channel in the yearbook. Uh, what does that mean? And so, no, he had a plan at 10,000 subscribers. He was going to like do this big announcement to his mom. So I crushed it. I, I found out prior to the 10,000 10, subscribers. What, uh, what types of videos was he making back then when you found his channel? He was doing the talkovers, so he was, you know, the, he was gaming and then talking over the gaming and, and do his commentary over the gaming. And was there any thought that this could become a career for him? For me? No. No. I mean, I just thought he was talking to these. Yeah, I used to just call him his imaginary friends out there, like these gamer people that he was playing with. And no, I, it was just for me, filling time, talking to people making friends. Were you concerned that as a parent that he was putting himself out there on the internet? 
Always. You know, I, I was always guarded on, on um, you know, what he was saying out there. The, 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 but, you know, I, I view that as a parent, you know. Was there a certain point where it went from, oh, this is a nice hobby that he has. These are how he spends his time to, wait a minute, this is a way to make money. You know, it's a slow evolution when you're watching your child do something like this. So, so there's no like significant like aha moment for me, you know. Um, it, you know, when I kicked him out of the house when he 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 stopped going to college, and 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 that's a whole different story. But like, I never provided a penny. So so something had to be going on for him to move out. Um, and, and be able to sustain himself on his own, you know, months after he graduated from high school. So that would have been probably when I started to understand that, yeah, there is some money behind all this. So he told us that story of when he dropped out of college and he, he didn't tell you that he wasn't going to class. Could you tell us from your perspective what that experience was like? Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm a first generation college student, you know, and, and it just seemed to me logical, logical, logical that like he should go to college. Like, why not? Right. And especially if you're pursuing this, this, this dream of being a YouTuber, I was looking up all sorts of programs, like nothing that said, here's how to be a YouTuber, but things that I thought were close, you know, in proximity. Um, but I didn't know any other way. Like I thought, you know, if, 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 if that's what you needed to do. And, um, but I, I didn't invest a lot. Like it, it was a community college down the street. I wasn't totally stupid about this. Um, but it was pretty simple. You know, Jimmy, you go to college, you can, you can stay in the, in the bonus room upstairs. You drop out, you're out of the house. And, it was really, really, really sad when he told me, I'm not going to school anymore. And I'm like, can I take that back? Do I really have to kick him out? Like, do I really have to follow through on this? So, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy time for me as a mom because it was like I knew if I had backed down right then and there that there was never, never me ever following through on it. So when he dropped out of college – what was he doing? Like, what was his career like at that point that he was able to drop out of college and move out of home? You know, it had to been enough for him to sustain. I mean, you know, and, and we're in Eastern North Carolina, true transparency. So the cost of living isn't hugely expensive over here. Um, and, and watch all of his early videos. He was doing everything himself. He was editing himself. He was doing his camera himself. He was moving the camera. And, you know, I mean, he was doing a one-person show. So his expenses were room and board, um, which over here is 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 reasonable than other parts of the country. But um, still, he, he was able to do it. So at what point do you start working with him? Because that seems like a huge inflection point. <laughs> yeah, this is a really, really funny story. So um, he uh, he hit my he had a fluke month and uh, he hit my annual salary in one month. And, um, and it was fourth, it was a fourth quarter month. So I, I will give him that, but like, Hey mom, look what I just did. And I was like, wait a minute. 
Like, that's my annual salary right there that you just made in a month. Um, I'm thinking I don't want to work anymore. I mean, it was just literally like that. I, I'm prior service. I already have a retirement check. Like, you know, I, I was just being a single mom-ish raising my three kids. So I was like, okay, well, then then if, if you don't need me anymore, I, I'm going to just, like, stop working. So that was really when it was, when, when he hit it. And um, it seemed reasonable that, you know, I, I could do it then. What were you doing at the time? I was an academic advisor for the football team um, at the local university. So, um, and, and that contributed a lot to, to Jimmy getting away with what he was doing because I did a lot of Saturday football games, a lot of recruiting on weekends, uh, work study hall two nights a week from eight to 10 at night. So yeah, he had a lot of, lot of freedom to, to, to be doing things in lieu of doing homework. So, you know, when, when we were there, you, you brought us through all the financials and you kind of have your own separate sort of office building there and, and a lot of moving parts where, yeah. where you're working. Can you tell us what you first started doing when you quit your job and started working with Jimmy? Yeah, and I think it's still what I do today, you know, and it's just getting the financial in the right place for where we're at, you know. So, like, if we're in a pre-production mode, then it's, you know, reviewing the contracts for the locations, making the payments, doing the agreements up front. Um, you know, when it's in production mode, it's all hands on deck, you know, because you never know when the bat phone's going to ring. You know, Jimmy needs a helicopter, right? Well, you know, or uh, Jimmy needs a car. Um, and so, you know, during the actual production, it's all hands, like ready to wire at a moment's notice. And then post-production is where we take up a lot of time, too, and in, in, in re reaching out to the winners, communicating with the winners, paying the winners. So it's just a constant, you know, pre-production, production, post-production, just kind of keeping the money all all moving accordingly. Did you have a background in accounting or like how did, because it's a lot to manage when we were there. It was just like looking at some of the books was overwhelming for us. How, how, <laughs> how did you, how did you prepare yourself to come into this type of career for what is what we say a modern day movie studio? Yeah. Yeah. So first off, um, I work in a team effort. Um, and so I, I always have two people with me at all times as I learn through all this. Um, and, and so my point is that brainstorming, you know, at every step of the way, you know, CPA or legal counsel or, you know, whatever it is, um, I'm a constant, you know, bring in brainstorming, bring in the brainstorming, let's do the risk assessment and let's see how it best fits for, for what Jimmy's at or what Jimmy's doing at this phase. Um, no, my background's in management. It is not in finances. It's in management, but we've adapted. We spoke to Jimmy a little bit about, you know, having an appetite to spend lots of money. You know, there's something uh -huh. about making life-changing amounts of money. And then another thing is spending what would be considered life-changing amounts of money. Right. Considering that you're in the books, how was your appetite for the amount of money he started spending? How did you handle that? So um, I had to learn to trust him, you know, um, you know, J Jimmy, Jimmy's a trendsetter. Jimmy's a very conceptualized person um, and Jimmy's very determined. 
And that whole model of, of putting everything you earned right back into your business, um, it, it, it took me a minute to grasp it. There's no lie. It took me a minute to grasp it. But it was really soon that I saw that what he was talking about really was working. You know, if he reinvested everything in, then, you know, that 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 video that he re- reinvested in produced more revenue. And and and, you know, once I started studying his his business model, it made sense. It worked for him, I should say. I don't know whether it made sense or not, but it worked for him. It's one of the biggest investments, obviously, if not, I think the biggest is the new studio space. Yes. Can you tell us about how that's kind of come together and just what you think about that space, considering where this all started? So we're, you know, we're going on about our fourth year um, of since Jimmy hired his first employee. Um, We, uh, you saw our office space here. We've been through one, two, three other locations. And every time we, we, you know, either buy a location or we do a rental lease, rent agreement on a location, we outgrow within months, right? And and just the growth of where he's taken the channel and the ability to have multiple sets set up at the same time or, you know, everything that he's got going on over at the gaming channel and that stuff, um, you know, we just needed to land a bigger space. Um, it's, it's just his growth. It's just unbelievable growth. So that's what the big place is going to do. It's going to allow us to sustain right now, but it's got so much room for him to stretch out, build out, and and just go crazy in expansion. What do you think it's going to mean for the team? Because it's such a huge team at this point, but everyone is in buildings all over. And I know that now with this new space, a lot of the team is going to finally be able to be in, in a singular space. What do you think that's going to mean for you know the Mr. Beast company? Oh, I mean, it's obviously going to be positive. Like we're we're not spread out because you know it's it's the the right management thing to do. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's going to be positive. It's going to streamline communication. It's going to streamline all uh, all sorts of logistics. Um, it's going to streamline everything. It's going to be like fantastic. Why do you think? Uh, Jimmy is still has stayed in the town that he grew up in. Like, what is it about that part? of the country and specifically that town that has kept him there and, you know, changed his career. Why have we stayed here? Because it's just a great community here. We can do more here than, than, I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, right? But we're, we're not competing with anybody. We're not really competing with anything per se, you know, and, and, and because he's got this cyclic of giving back to the community, they're really supportive of us, right? So if we need a ball field, like it's not that big deal to get a ball field, right? We're doing good deeds. We're taking care of the community. We're being very respectful, very positive about the whole thing. And they just like, they embrace us and, and they help at a moment's notice. And it's really a two way kind of give and take. And it works really, really well for us. What do you think is, uh, what's most important to you as you sort of look at Jimmy and how he's grown to this crazy sort of degree where millions and millions of people all over the world follow him? You know, that would, 
that I'm a YouTuber myself, but even that level would make me apprehensive. And I'm sure as a parent, uh, it's, you feel it that much more. So like what, as Jimmy is just at the real beginning of this journey, which is he's dedicated to continuing, what's the most important thing for you uh, as, you know, not just the accountant, uh, but as a, as a mom? He continues to stay grounded, you know, um, and, and he walks the walk and he talks the talk. Um, the philanthropy stuff that he does is is just amazing outreach of of where he wants to take his you know his business endeavors. Um, but that's the most important thing that he stays grounded. Uh, I mean, you, you saw where we're at. You saw how we live. I mean, we're just as grounded as 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 other people. And that's that's what I think is the greatest part of it all. Do you have a favorite Mr. Beast video? Because I know you've been in a in, in a few. Yeah, I've only been in a really few. And 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 so, but you know, I don't know that it's the video that means the most to me, but it's Team Trees. Mm. And and I say Team Trees because um I I was at his house the Sunday before it launched. And things are crazy. Like he's he's dogged out, he's tired, things are crazy. And, and he's massive stressed. And I'm like, Jimmy, what are you doing? Like, like, what are you doing? You know, at your age, you should be focused on hanging out, having a good time, like taking a break. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, nah, let's change the world. And I'm like, okay, you go do you. And that whole team trees and, and his reason for doing it and how it all fell out and 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 the support and the fact that you know due to due to huge amount of people and tons of donations and everybody getting behind the whole thing um it was such a huge success that um i I would have to say that was it i mean i love every time he starts a new series on his videos and each one seems cool and then that one seems cool and then that one seems cool but I'll look back and say Team Trees is the one that really, really stood out the most. When you talk to him and, you know, you say, why don't you hang out? Why don't you relax? Why don't you chill? And he's like, no, let's change the world. Where do you think that comes from? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. People, people ask me that and I don't know. I'll ask the same question for not just his desire to change the world, but his desire to make the best videos ever. Like, why do you think he is so dedicated to to YouTube. It's just the way he's wired. I mean, he's just a wired perfectionist. It's just, he's, he's determined. Um, he is extremely hard on himself and he's just determined. And it's just really how he sees the world. What do you think are some of the most important factors for him to be successful at what he does and also sort of mitigate stress considering he is someone who is so wired? Like how, how is he able to do what he's doing? Uh, he's got a huge, huge, huge group of people around him supporting him. A huge group of people supporting him. Um, he, he just has a fantastic team supporting him. That's how he's able to 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 mitigate the stuff that he doesn't particularly want to do, and he can stay laser laser focused on the stuff that is is the best use of his time and his resources. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Completely. I think. You know, some people have a probably a misconception uh, about his team because there's not much out there about how many people he works with, what they're like. And I think that's what's going to be really fun about this video is to sort of like 
normalize, but uh, but also show how great the team is and how many people he has around him. Yeah. Are, are there yeah. any other misconceptions you think people have about Jimmy? No, I mean, I think the the, 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 the big one that goes round and round is that, you know, he, he was financially secure before all this started. You know, I mean, he, he worked for every and he continues to work for every single penny that he's earned. I didn't have anything. And uh, he has had to work and save and work and save for everything that he has. Do you have any advice for other parents of aspiring YouTubers? I do. Be a parent. Just listen and just be there for them. Um, I goofed up so much in the beginning. You know, my management background. Yeah. Oh, I think you should do this or maybe you should do that. Or well, what about this? Or, you know, have you thought about that? And you know, so many times I goofed when he really just didn't need another person in his ear. He just needed, you know, his mom just to listen and go through the highs and lows with him. What are the, the unique challenges of being both mom and, you know, coworker? Um, the biggest the biggest challenge that we laugh at all the time is he's a huge conceptual thinker, obviously. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a box. You know, I'm very comfortable thinking in my box. We've worked really hard so that I can kind of get closer to his conceptual thought process and that he can 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 look at the world through the way I look at it. So that's been the biggest challenge between the two of us. When you think back to that moment that he dropped out of college and he told you, uh, you mentioned like you've goofed up a couple of times before. Uh, did, did you feel like that is a moment where you wish you'd handled it differently or, or do you actually think? No, no, I I don't. I don't because, because if he had stayed at the house and, you know, I continue to cook and I continue to do this and I continue to do that. um, I mean, the story is very well documented that it was just four months later that, you know, he counted a hundred thousand and, and I'm sure he'll tell you like that was the do or die. You know, it was January, not a lot going on on the platform. He's like, I'm going to take this opportunity to jump on in a slow period. And um, no, he'll, he'll, I'm pretty sure we'll publicly credit that being kicked out as like, I got to go for it now. So what I loved about our visit was, you know, when you go to the different studios, obviously everyone's working, there's not that much on the walls. And then you go to your office and it's <laughs> full of like, News, some of the newspaper clippings, screenshots from the videos. And I was like, yes, this is the museum. This is where the nostalgia is. Yeah. This is how we stay motivated. Yes. So that's your, you, are you like the, the nostalgic one between the two of you? Yes. Yes. I'm the one who's doing this, uh, keeping, um, you know, just keeping track of everything. And uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's important to hold on to some of this stuff. What are you most excited about for Jimmy in in the future moving forward? Oh, my goodness. What I'm most excited about for Jimmy in the future is that he has he has made a platform. He he is culturally changed. The positivity breeds positivity. And, you know, regardless of what happens to him today, tomorrow, the next day, you know, what he's left behind is that it's cool to be positive. It is okay to be positive. It is okay to help out others in need. And and that's what I'm most excited about for him. Because take all this other stuff away, 
You know, you look at the emails and you look at the newspaper clippings and you hear the stories about that positive impact that he's allowed other kids, um, other other YouTubers uh, to, to latch on to. I think the greatest example was back when COVID hit. I mean, how many videos just hit right away, you know, giving away money, giving away money, helping others, helping others, helping others, helping others. And I think... You know, just that platform of positivity breeds positivity is is what I'm most excited about because I think he'll take that and really, really use it and leverage it for for a lot of good. All right, that's it this week for the Colin and Samir show. Make sure to head over to YouTube and check out the breakdown episode we did about our trip to North Carolina. We're also gonna be releasing the long form interview we did with Jimmy next week. Really excited for all of you to hear that as well. And if you aren't yet subscribed to our newsletter, The Published Press, head over to thepublishedpress.com. Make sure to subscribe. You'll get an email tomorrow on Tuesday if you're listening to this the day it comes out and Friday. And you'll get that every week, every Tuesday and Friday, the top three stories in the creator economy. Make sure you're subscribed and we will We'll see you next week.